A white man? No! is a white man. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. And we're back with another Criminal Minds recap. This mm-hmm. was one, the moment it started, I was like, ah, yes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. just from the description, I couldn't place it. But as soon as we had that lady fisherman beheading fish, I was like, <laughs> I, re- I recall this one. Uh, we are discussing Exit Wounds, which originally aired May 12th, 2010. Yeah. This one's actually kind of a good episode. It is. A, a good, it is a good episode, but also a good episode title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually thinking <laughs> that, wondering your thoughts. Because like, oh, we've had like quite a few misses for episode titles lately. And this one, there's like a double entendre. Yeah, it's, it's actually well thought out. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. was impressed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this one starts out, uh, there's a woman and a man, they're finishing up their day on the fishing boat. The guy is clearly done with his work and he's like, no, no, I'll wait around for you and walk you home. And Mm -hmm. she's like, no, get out of here. I've just got to like, I want to throw these fish in the smoker or whatever. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, I want some smoked salmon. (laughs) (laughs) Smoked Alaskan salmon, that sounds wonderful. Sounds amazing. Um, But yeah, she uh, finishes everything up. She's got her cooler that she's carrying Mm -hmm. um, and she carries it off the boat and up the dock and she can like hear noises that Mm -hmm. seems like somebody's following her, but Mm -hmm. she keeps like, you know, looking and nobody... She doesn't see anything. Doesn't see anything, you know, and eventually she's like, no, there's somebody out here and starts running. I love that she's she's like, hello, is anyone there? And then she's like, come on, Brenda, like the homicidal maniac's (laughs) going to be like, yeah, like going to answer you. (laughs) Yes, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Like this is the exact conversation I would be having aloud with myself. So team Brenda from the get go. (laughs) Yes. But I was like, listen, put your cooler down and just start running. Like, stop messing around. Yeah. At that scene, I was like, man. I like Brenda. And I was like, don't like Brenda. Don't don't like Brenda Mm -mm. because... It's not worth it. Yeah. She immediately runs into this guy. It's somebody she recognizes because she seems relieved. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, it's you. Mm -hmm. And then he just stabs her. Yeah. And that's the absolute worst, right? Like your adrenaline is going, you think you're in danger and you see someone you recognize and you're like, oh, okay, everything's fine. And it's not fine. It's not. It's not fine. Uh, Yeah. So then we cut to JJ and Prentice who are walking through D.C., um, with their night coffees, I guess so. Just getting their nighttime coffees, just getting coffee at night. Am I the only old lady that can't have caffeine that late? I would never sleep. Yeah, I have enough trouble sleeping as it is. If I have coffee like post four p.m., forget it. Yeah, I actually got on Friday. I went to the coffee shop because I was like starting to get a headache. Mm. And I was like, I just need some caffeine. And I went and got a coffee, and I was just drinking it at like four thirty, going, Oh, this is a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Gonna have to drink a lot of wine later to counteract all this <laughs> yeah. coffee. Um, they're talking about somebody and like whether or not Princess is gonna go out with them. And she's like, no, he's an arrogant, oversexed ass. And uh, JJ's like, yeah, but he's hot and he has a British accent. And I'm like, oh, they're talking about the guy. Yeah. <laughs> the guy from Suspect <laughs> Behavior, who I had already forgotten about mm-hmm. because he's so they, awful. And well, and they hardly ever like call back to a previous storyline. Yeah. But they were really trying to push suspect behavior. So yeah, they're all like, yeah. remember, remember, remember that him? other remember show? Remember that cute guy? Well, and you know, <laughs> and I he's don't not. No, he was the worst. Um, 
JJ is not the person I'd go to for relationship advice. No. Right? She's like, like yeah, he might be a jerk, but he's British. Like, and you're like, that doesn't that counteract doesn't help. Yeah. It. Like, Will and I make it work. Like, do you? <laughs> do you, though? Do you? <laughs> He, he calls... Seems pretty toxic to me. He calls himself mommy's little boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> She's like, see, my partner is a piece of shit, but he has an accent, so, so that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they run into Garcia, who has been shopping a lot uh-huh. for JJ's kid, mm-hmm. and also Kevin. Just one small gift for Kevin. <laughs> um, they give and her. She's pulling some girl math with her speech about yeah being the godmother and having to. Spend she's lots like, I'm helping the economy yeah. because everything was on sale. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she they give her her coffee, which is the worst yeah. obnoxious mm-hmm. coffee order I've ever heard. Yeah. I listened to it three times so I could <laughs> write it down because it's a half-calf extra shot venti two-pump non-fat hold the whip caramel macchiato. I'm I like, you are the person that baristas want to stab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why I get so much anxiety going into chain stores like Starbucks because I just want a uh, coffee, please, yeah. in a medium-sized cup. Yeah. And I'm then like, like, I brought my own cup. Can I just fill it up <laughs> with just your boringest coffee. <laughs> it stresses me out. But also, what is the point of getting a half calf and then an extra shot? The shot is of espresso, is it not? Yes. So why? Are you not counteracting the half decaf part this is, of the half When I was calf? reading, like doing this, it was like, this is not a real coffee no. order. <laughs> Who would drink this? It doesn't make any sense. I would like you, please, just for research for the internet, to go into Starbucks <laughs> and order this, drink, order this drink and then taste it and tell us what it's like. Yeah. I'm not brave enough to because Starbucks makes me anxious. <laughs> I forgot we have a Starbucks now because yeah. yeah. I was just imagining myself going into like the local coffee shop that we always go to <laughs> and yeah. ordering this. And I know that the people the who two, work there that know us the well two would most be like, common baristas that yeah. you would encounter there would both be like, First of all, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And also, no, <laughs> I won't be doing this. But yes, our our small bumpkin town finally has a Starbucks, so you could go and try it. Uh, yeah, gross. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't want to drink this though. I want I want more caffeine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, girls' night gets ruined when they all get called into the office. Mm-hmm. Prentice is like, "Oh man, we got a case. We got to go." So they get to the office. Rossi shows up in a tux, and Morgan asks him if he's working on wife number four. <laughs> I was Rossi. like, where were you? Where do people go in tuxedos that aren't weddings? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe was it some sort of gala? I don't, I'm not a fancy person. I don't, I don't understand no. where people have tuxedos um, or where they go in tuxedos. I love that Rossi was just like, oh, I see too much of you people. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Yeah, you really do. Um I found this part confusing. JJ briefs everyone on the case, despite her being called in along with everyone else. So Mm -hmm. clearly she was not the one that selected this case. So why is she the one giving all of the information on it when Prentice is the one that's like, we have a case, we have to go in? Somebody called them in. Yeah. But JJ, is she the only one that knows how to work the like projector? She's (laughs) the the one with the clicker. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so there have been three murders in the last week in this tiny town of Franklin, Alaska. The first two, a man and a woman, were shot with a rifle, and the last victim, Brenda, was obviously stabbed because we mm-hmm. watched that happen. 
all the victims were dumped in heavily trafficked areas and kind of hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hotch announces that Garcia will be going with them because of internet or something. <laughs> because internet. Because internet. <laughs> She's like shocked to go along, but they need her to go and make the internet work because yes. it's the middle of nowhere or something. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. Sure. Uh, so we see the unsub listening to dogs howling while he licks the arrow, which is still wet with blood because I guess nothing dries in Alaska. I, uh, is it supposed is to it be Brenda's blood? How I, long? I guess, how long is, is it like this? a flashback to Winnie? How recently? I don't know. I don't know. But I was like, why? Is I would the think blood the blood would wet? dry really quickly. Personally, you would think, but I don't know. I assumed just it was so supposed d- to be Brenda's blood, but it was still very wet. <sighs> I don't know. So then we get our first quote, nature in her most dazzling aspects or stupendous parts is but the background and theater of the tragedy of man, John Morley. Mm. So on the plane, Prentice thinks that the change in MO dis, uh, suggests disorganization. Um, Brenda was young and strong, but was stabbed. So it was a much higher risk kill because mm-hmm. before he was going after easier victims because they were older, but also shooting them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, Morgan thinks that the unsub is evolving because he didn't get what he wants out of the first couple of kills. And Rossi is like, well, Brenda was attractive and he stabbed her, not sh- didn't shoot her with the arrow. So we all know what that means. It's like, Why are you like dancing around it when every other time I know they would <laughs> explain it fully? They needed a little extra innuendo for this one, yeah. apparently. Uh, so then we get some very obvious stock footage of Alaska <laughs> because they are not in Alaska, uh, but Alaska is beautiful and I want to go there. So I don't even care because mm-hmm. I just want to look at it. Yep. <laughs> See, I deep down believe falsely that I could be an Alaskan homesteader. You know me. I could mm-hmm. not. I could not. But I've watched enough of like the documentaries and the reality TV shows and read enough of the books. I'm like, I could do it. I could do it. It'd be so great. And like I romanticize yeah. it when really it would be terrible and I would die. I would That's, die. I always think that. I'm like, I would love like I'd love that. It would be so cool just to like even just for like a year to yeah. just go out there. And then I follow um one of my younger sisters, it's like her friends older sister who was on some survival show Mm. and they actually do like live in Alaska and Mm. live off the land. And I follow them on Instagram and then I see how they're like, you know, like they killed a moose and then they're like building a shelter out of its bones and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, you know what? I couldn't, no, I don't We actually can't even catch the chipmunk that got into our school building. (laughs) So maybe we couldn't. I'm like, I would, I would love to plant different plants, like different landscaping in the yard. I'm like, so overwhelming. Where do you even start with that? But I could be an Alaskan homesteader. Exactly. For sure. <laughs> but like, if like something, I would die in Alaska. Something minor breaks in my house. I'm like, well, I guess that's never going to work again. <laughs> I guess I have to throw that away and buy a new one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they meet the deputy and the sheriff who are pretty grateful for their help. They are in over their heads. They've never mm. actually had a murder or yeah. anything here. Yeah, actually, to do you know what I was thinking? Because they have to like go, they can't take the jet all the way into this tiny town. They have to transfer to that tiny little plane, those kind yeah. of planes that land on the water. I forget what they're called. Um, I would have died even before we got there because I get so motion sick yeah. that having <laughs> on to, one of those planes. Yeah, having to be on one of those tiny planes, I would never even make it all the way to Franklin, Alaska. <laughs> Even though I truly believe that I could make it. 
<laughs> but if I could get there, <laughs> I'd be fine. <laughs> I could just eat salmon. <laughs> I, could, I just, I'll, the smoked salmon alone, it'd be so worth it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, they, he tells them that they'll be working out of a tavern since the police station is also the post office and there's not much room there. <laughs> the level of small town that they're dealing with is like unheard of for them. They're, yeah, there's like 1,400 people in yeah. this town and it's not like, like... It's not really town, it's just an area. Yeah, and like, it's not like, like... They're not grouped closely together there here. There are lots of little townships around us that have a yeah. similar number of people, but mm-hmm. there are... A lot of them. Right. This is just 1,400 people and literally nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They meet another fisherman guy who is like, oh, I'm just getting the fuck out of here. Smartest guy in up the place. my house mm-hmm. and I'm leaving and I would encourage all of you to do the same. Just mm-hmm. get out of here. Yeah. Um, so the deputy introduces Morgan and Prentice to Keith, the guy from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, he says there's nothing abnormal about the night that Brenda was killed or Brenda's insistence on walking home alone. That was something that she typically would do. If you're from somewhere, there's 1,400 people. Like, I, I wouldn't be afraid to walk home alone. Yeah, you know literally everyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rossi and Reed go to look at the bodies. The Emmy is also like the town doctor, probably also the veterinarian. Yeah, that's what I was thinking And too. the postmaster. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I've been keeping them on ice and it's just literally bodies on a cement floor <laughs> surrounded by bags of ice. Like, They're just in a barn. <laughs> Ooh, oh boy. He just cracks open his Yeti cooler. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much of a morgue in this place. There is not. No. Um, we uh, learned that the first victim was shot three times, like twice just like grazed and then one time mm-hmm. actually shot uh, and then urinated on. Gross. Yeah. Uh, and then the second victim was shot only once. Mm-hmm. So they shot, they chalked that up to hesitation with the first kill. Um, and they're like, oh, did you check and see if Brenda had been sexually assaulted? And he was like, Oh, I didn't even think of that. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh well, good thing we're here. I'm like, yeah, you are not a medical examiner. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah. So Morgan and Prentice uh, go to look at like the the scene the, where Brenda was yeah, found or found, something. Found, I think. And I like they're like, well, wasn't there blood everywhere? And they're like, yeah. Well, we had to cover it up. And they're mm-hmm. like why would you contaminate a crime scene? Like, wow, you've really never been out of a city. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because of animals. It would attract animals. Animals that you don't want in your town. And I was like, oh God, compound the murders with the bears. And I, again, another reason why I could never make it. Yeah, really. (laughs) You'd never make it to Alaska. I'm like afraid when we're playing in the backyard that we're going to see a bear, which is totally unrealistic, (laughs) but I'm still like, maybe a bear will come out and how would I save the baby and get back inside the house with the bear? And there are bears out there, grizzly bears. Right. And the bears in Alaska will try to kill you. So I think when you like, that's what greets you in Alaska. You you get there and it's like, like in Hawaii, they give you uh, a lay, you know, but in Alaska, it's just a bear is just there to chase you. You just have to figure out how to get past the bear. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so Alaska is terrifying anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's like, yeah, there's like a, a rabid bear that's been killing wildlife and we don't want it to like, we don't want to attract it to town, yeah. obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, so Garcia's setting up at the tavern. Um, she meets a guy who is curious about all her newfangled technology. <laughs> Um, and she's like, oh, I'm uh, setting up all this computer so I can look up dirt on everyone in this town. And he's like, why don't you just talk to people? Why don't you just ask us? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, no, people lie. Yeah. 
You know, like you could also ask. You don't have to. You I, should it would probably be best do to both. do both, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. But uh, he uh, introduces himself. His name is Josh. His mom owns the inn. And Garcia's like, ah, look what I found on you. You like grew up here, left to go to school, like high school and college, or like mm. to go to high school in uh, Anchorage mm-hmm. and then um, college in Seattle. And he went to school for like hotel management. Now he's back helping his mom with mm-hmm. the inn and everything. And he's like, oh, well. I'm not a murderer. <laughs> She's like, yep, I checked your criminal record. You're all good for now. And you're like, okay, this is weird. Yep, yep. It's a very strange. He he seems suspicious from the get-go. Yeah, like the second he walks on screen, you're like, like oh, you look you're su- up to something. Very suspicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Hutch and the sheriff chat about an incident the previous night where someone was attacked because the other person thought that he might be the killer. Mm. And Hutch is like, yeah, this is going to keep happening until we find somebody because everyone's like on their guard edge. up, you yeah. know. And the sheriff is like, oh, well, this is Alaska. People here do what they want. <laughs> Again, another reason that Alaska is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, so the team discusses the case around the fire. Yeah, uh, right? Like cozy cabin, fire. Yeah. Like, well, I'd be on board for this part. This is the this best is, debrief yeah, they've the had. Nice part. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hotch suggests, suggests, suggests <laughs> setting a curfew. Um, Garcia hasn't found much yet. Um, the innkeeper lady tells them that she has four rooms available for them. And Garcia calls dibs on sharing with Morgan. And uh, Kevin does not like this at all. Mm-mm. Uh, but Garcia tells him that Morgan's sleeping on the floor and then the signal cuts out and Garcia goes outside and I was alone like, in the dark in, in murder a- town to go fix it. Forget the murders. You're in Alaska. You can't just go wandering around. Yeah. Like, uh, also, what season is this in Alaska? I thought Where it was in, like, winter. Northern rural Alaska. Because but they don't have coats. Nobody's wearing a coat at any point. Yeah. And like they seem to be having a normal day-night cycle, which I don't believe is how things work. Yeah. There. Well, frankly, I don't Alaska's know how, not a real place. It's not. I looked it up and it's yeah. not real. But I was like, how far north into Alaska do you get before... Yeah. I don't think you have to go that far I north would, in Alaska before you just don't get days and nights yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's a very good... I didn't even think about the day versus night thing. I was thinking about nobody's dressed for the cold. It's like a freaking Hallmark movie where nobody has any outerwear on. Yeah, at no point does anyone put on a jacket, yeah. except for the sheriff, who right. is constantly wearing his hat and yeah. his like, sheriff jacket. But like nobody's geared up, so you're no. like, it's clearly summer. Why is it night so much? Yeah, and well, I mean, it just... You you wouldn't you wouldn't just wander like they told us about the rabid bear, right? And even if you didn't know about the rabid bear, you would know there was wildlife around, right? Like you you can't just go walking around. Am I just too afraid of bears? I I, I wouldn't go wandering around. She doesn't put a coat on, she doesn't yeah. change her shoes, she doesn't take a flashlight, she just goes outside. Like, how how do you think that any of this is going to go well? I mean, it doesn't, but not for any of the reasons that it shouldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> anyway. But, yeah, she's uh, she's going to, like, fixes, messes with, like, the satellite thing that she has set up. And yeah. then um, here's a sound. And she's like, ah, I should go investigate it. And you're like, Again, all right, no. Scooby-Doo, yeah. calm down. Again, <laughs> go back inside. No. No. Uh, she hears someone yell. And sees the unsub, like, with a man. And then 
uh, goes, he like runs off and she runs toward the body again, again, no, (laughs) no, no, no. Yeah. Um, so they go check out the body. Uh, they see that it's been cut open and is probably missing, according to Reed, a liver or a spleen, which are on different sides of the body. <laughs> so I feel like that's a thing Reed would know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, we see that the unsub does, in fact, have some organ that I could not identify. Uh, it's a cause, blob of something. Because I'm not a small town doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a plate. Which uh-huh. is gross. Yep. Um, so Morgan co- uh, comforts Garcia, who's really shaken up by this whole incident, obviously. She tells Morgan that when she was shot, she was afraid that the last thing she would have seen was her killer's face and didn't want this that for this man. So oh. she felt like she had to go over and comfort him. Okay, I'll Which give is her very that. sweet. Yep, I'll um, give her that. And Morgan wants to do a cognitive interview, but Garcia feels like that's going to, like, loot, like, lose the humanity of the situation. Like, she's like, I don't want this to just be a science experiment. And you're like, mm-hmm. but also we got to catch the murderer. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't so much get on board with her, like refusing she was to being a little think ridiculous. about it. Yeah. But yeah, then JJ goes to comfort her. Mm-hmm. Um, Reed says that eating parts of the body indicates that the unsub would want, like wants to keep the victim with him. And that probably means that they're looking for an unsub with severe abandonment issues. And then we get our profile. We sure do. It's not much of one, but we get one. Yeah. So we are looking for an emotionally immature male, probably in his mid to late 20s, who suffered a traumatic loss. This loss could be anything. Death of a parent, separation of a spouse, a loved one who moved away, something that made the unsub feel abandoned and alone. He'll have extensive hunting experience. Sure, that seems like a thing that would narrow things down in remote Alaska. I know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're like, oh, like, I'm so, pretty sure it's a prerequisite for moving there that you need to be able to hunt well. Yeah, I mean, they were saying How like that's where their food? meat supply comes yeah. from. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the bodies were buried not because of remorse. They were buried to protect them from wild animals. His familiarity with the victim's routine suggests the unsub has lived here for most of his life. He also has extensive knowledge of the landscape and surroundings. We should split up and cover the town. Focus on younger residents with a history of petty crimes and assaults. You should look in their trash, fireplaces, even their laundry. Look for signs of bloody clothes or even cuts and bruises. Again, though, everybody here is hunting. And it's not like they're taking the things they killed to a processing place. Like, yeah, they're butchering everything themselves. They would have themselves. to butcher everything themselves. So I would imagine everyone has bloody clothes, right? Yeah. It's a messy process. Anyway... Um, I've never butchered a deer, but I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> One of the victims may have gotten in a good blow or two before they died. So look for bru- even cuts and bruises on the person. Yeah. Um, bring in anyone who seems to have something to hide. The unsub has already broken patterns, so he could strike again at any time. Sheriff, go to the school. Talk to the teacher. See if she remembers any students exhibiting early signs of homicidal tendencies. Uh, yeah, so... Um, the whole time that they're doing that, it's like intercut with like them like finding going door clues to door, yeah, of finding all bloody of these people. And like somebody like a opens, guy with a bruise on his face. Yeah, somebody like opens a trash can and like pulls out a bloody shirt and holds it up. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so sad. And again, these are people that hunt for all of their own food. Though again, what season would it be if they're doing the hunting? Like you don't do the hunting in the winter. They would have already hunted. It and can't prepared. possibly be winter. It would be way too cold. Yeah, maybe it's I, supposed to be fall. I don't know. No, because there is snow on the ground. 
right? In some places there was snow. Sometimes. And but like they In have the like woods. the CGI snow capped mountains yeah. in the background. Well. None of these people have ever been to Alaska. <laughs> um, so uh, they go to talk to the teacher mm-hmm. who is like, this woman is like 35 years old. Mm-hmm. And they're talking to her like she would have vast experience with like. For years and years. and years and years, years of teaching. This, yeah. this woman is not very old. No. Which I thought was silly. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, what, like five years older than Josh Beardsley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so she, they, they're like, um, have you ever had a student who really liked hunting? <laughs> and she's like, yes. Yes. That's what these all of them. children do. And yeah. all they do is talk about who's the best shot what and everything. And they're like, fun here, you go hunting. They're like, no, no, we mean someone who likes it a little bit too much. <laughs> and they were like, oh, well, Josh Beardsley is, uh, was, you know, the, you know, like he shot his first deer when he was seven, which they say like it's an accomplishment. And like, I know lots of kids who've shot their first deer when they were seven. Yeah. I was going to say like, how old you are when you can go hunting. Yeah. Like you can go, you, you, that's not abnormal around here for a kid that age yeah. to go hunting. Yeah. And then, there you are know, kids that go with their parents younger than that. You just can't shoot anything until you're like six or seven. Yeah. So it doesn't, it's not weird. Yeah. But they, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they make a big deal out of it. Yeah. And I don't know, like, do the hunting licenses vary from state to state? You don't need a hunting license at all. In Alaska? As a child under 18. Like, you have to be, like, with an, with adult, an adult, I think. But there's no, like, in a, uh, like in our state, you have to have, like, a mentorship yeah. license or something for certain ages. Mm. Like, like, a youth mentored hunting license or something. Yeah. Or uh, the adult that you're with can transfer the tag to you. Mm. I went down a rabbit hole last night about this. Yeah. I was like, boy, I don't so I care about to, any of this. So <laughs> to actually <laughs> shoot one, because you only, like... You get one tag. Yeah. So you would need your own license to tag your own deer. Yeah. If you're a certain age and then yeah. below that, like the adult can transfer the tag to you. But why would I they guess. want to do that? They would want to. I don't know. Their own deer, I would think. I have no idea. But in Alaska, it was just like, nope, you don't need anything. I would. That's what I was thinking is like, so I, like I'm thinking of where we live, where there's certain hunting season and. Well, you I feel like when you're that far out there, like who's really right? Who's, who's who there's no one out there to, to like? Keep I would track think in Alaska, it's just like uh, do what you want, <laughs> get what you need. It's and, just too big to keep track of yeah, everything. Yeah, uh, but yeah, she's of, of course is talking about Josh, the one local that we've ever met. Yeah, so, you know, mm-hmm. he's that one weird guy we had a conversation suspicious. with once. <laughs> Uh, so Rossi goes to talk to Josh, who uh, really likes to hunt. He brings up the deer he shot when he was seven again, mm-hmm. and he says that he ate its heart to obtain some of its life force. Mm-hmm. Which is a Native American tradition. Yeah. So Rossi is like, wow, it sounds like you really like the kill. And he's like, yeah, it's it's hunting. That's, That's the point of the hunting. The point of hunting is the killing. Is killing. Yeah. And he's like, that doesn't everyone. And Rossi's like, no. Was like, and you're like, Rossi yeah, those people don't. know anything about hunting? Or is he just he like. He does. Remember, he duck hunts. Oh, but I feel true. like he does rich man hunting. Yeah. Not subsistence right. hunting. Yeah, right. No, he's like on one of those English manor houses where they ride on horseback and they have all the dogs just disturb the ducks. <laughs> yeah. So. Just fox hunting out yes. in the British countryside. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff he does. I yeah. Think. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so the innkeeper, Carol, finds out that they arrested her son, and she is super pissed about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Garcia's like, I don't think it's him because he, like, I talked to him and he knows that I'm a tech person. Like, yeah. he would have just killed me. He knows I don't carry a weapon. Yeah. Um, if I don't know. If I was in the FBI and I was going to a murder town where one of the locals was murdering gun. everybody, I wouldn't be advertising the fact that I wasn't carrying a gun. I would would just feel like I'm in the FBI. And then I would let everybody assume that I had a gun, even if I did. It's true. It's a very good point. Garcia is so trusting Um, though. He he doesn't seem guilty at all. He seems weird, but like everyone in Alaska has to be a little bit weirder. You'd never survive there. Yeah. You can't just be like a totally normal person and just live out in the middle of nowhere like that. Yeah. Gotta be a little weird. Right. Not, not in a bad way. No. <laughs> uh, to live that far away from a target? Right. <laughs> like we don't live an hour away from a target. <laughs> but still, it's only an hour. We yeah. can drive there. The weather's never too bad. That we can't I don't have to take a plane that floats <laughs> yeah. to get to a target. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, the mom goes to confront the sheriff, and he's like, no, no, we're just going to keep him here for one night, and if nothing happens, you can go pick him up in the morning, which doesn't is the opposite any because sense. Because if nothing happens, it would mean he's the killer because they have him in jail. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I rewound that a couple of times. It should be the opposite. Like, Wait a minute. We're going to keep him tonight. If somebody else is killed, I mean, which is a dumb plan because then they're just waiting for someone else to die. But that is their plan. Yeah, that is absolutely their plan. And I feel like people should have pointed out both of these things. He says it the opposite way. And she's like, okay. Okay, fine. I guess I'll just go home and wait. Excuse me, what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Garcia learns that each of the victims was getting ready to leave the town for good. Mm-hmm. So they uh, look for anybody else who might be getting ready to leave because there's an internet database of people who are getting ready <laughs> to leave the town that they live in. Uh, they learn about some girl named Kat who is uh, leaving to uh, go to school yeah. or something, some training program or mm-hmm. whatever. Like they that. go find her, bring her in to keep an eye on her. Um, Carol... She's- Super pregnant. Yes. Super, super pregnant. Which is right when you want to be starting school. Right. And moving away and starting a new life. She looks like she's ready to pop at any moment. Yeah. And they ask about the dad and it's some guy she met on a cruise. I'm like, add that to the list of reasons why cruises are terrible. (laughs) Get knocked up by some douchebag on a cruise. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they are, uh, they take her in, they're keeping an eye on her. Uh, Carol gets home and the power's out. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I should go to the basement and flip Guys. the breakers. I'm like, no, Carol, go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Please. But I would imagine out there your power goes out Probably. all the time. Yeah. Uh, she has to go down. Um, she's like messing with the breaker box. And as soon as she opens it and looks at it, someone grabs her mm. and she is stabbed. Things are not going to go well. Stabby for... noises. Yeah. Gross. Um, but yeah, it's like too bad her weird son wasn't there to protect her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the team I was are, like, man, Josh is going to be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> As he should be. Yes. Uh, the team arrives at Carol's house and finds her body totally disemboweled. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's awful. Yep. Um, they have to head back to jail and tell Josh that his mother was killed while they had him wrongfully imprisoned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Rossi is like, no, no. If you were there, you would have been killed too. So we've done you a favor here. <laughs> we've saved your life, actually. Yeah. And like, now we need you to do us a favor back. And he's like, 
what? (laughs) So he can't think of anybody who disliked his mom, but when they give him the profile, he starts acting a little cagey, but he's like, Mm -hmm. nope, nope, doesn't ring a bell. Anyway, I gotta gotta go, bye. Better better get out of here real quick. Yeah. Um, uh, Guys, he obviously knows who did it. Yeah, they're like, well, that was sure suspicious. Someone go follow him. (laughs) So they do. Um, So then the team... just made me so mad. They're sitting <laughs> in the tavern. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing shit. Yeah. They're all sitting there and Hotch is like, look again, Garcia, find something. Yeah. And you're like, there are only 1,400 people walk in this town. Around. Go walk around and talk to people. Yeah. Go, I don't know, patrol and yeah. make sure nobody else gets murdered. Mm-hmm. I, something? Yeah. No, it's too, it's cold out there. Yeah. Uh, Rossi remembers the deputy mentioning a rabid bear and asked to see photos of the mutilated animals left behind. So apparently Rossi and Reed are better at distinguishing animal uh, from human attacks than a sheriff in rural Alaska, which Mm -hmm. I do not believe, Mm -hmm. and determined that there is no bear. It's just been a person all along. You're like, you're telling me that the sheriff like looked at these photos and was like, mm, seems like a typical animal attack to me. Like you would know. Yeah. You would absolutely know. And like Ross uh, Reed points out, he was like an animal wouldn't have left this much behind. Yeah. If an animal would have eaten something like mm-hmm. it's killing to eat. Yeah. Also yep. now I'm just wondering how long does an animal live after it gets rabies? They don't live very long. Do they? No, that's a good point. I don't think they like, do. How long has this rabid bear been attacking things? Well, if they had a rabid bear, that would be like a big problem that like animal control, like game you'd, officers. You'd would have be, people out there hunting yeah, it. Yeah, you would have to kill it because yeah. that it would spread rabies <laughs> to other animals. I mean, I don't think you, uh, right? Because you dehydrate. So uh, seven days. Yeah. That's what it was like. It's really fast. It's like it can't be more than like a week because you can't swallow water. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been more than seven days. Mm -hmm. So clearly this is not a bear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So anyway, uh, they're like, this is a person. It's a human doing it. Not just a person. A teenage boy. (gasps) So they head back to the school and the teacher is like, I only have two teenage students and they're both girls. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hotch gets a call from Garcia that says Josh's college essay was about being an older brother despite being an only child. The teacher remembers Owen Porter, who was a little boy who Josh took under his wing until he left to go to college. Mm -hmm. And um, he's homeschooled now. He's no longer uh, one of her students. And the sheriff is like, oh, yeah, yeah, that family. Like the dad's super abusive. The mom always covers for him. You're like... There aren't that many people in your town, and this didn't stand out to anyone as a red flag. No. Everyone knows how disturbed this family, like how yeah. like, dysfunctional this family is and disturbed this kid is, and nobody thought of Look, him until they just said now. mid-20s, and he's 17, so it couldn't have occurred to anyone. <sighs> So the team heads to the porterhouse, uh, where the mom immediately gives Owen up while mm-hmm. the dad screams at him. Uh, and Hodge will not her. be bossed around by this abuser. He's no. just like, shut up, sir. Yeah. So then he's like, like, looks at the mom and he's like, he will never lay a hand on you again. Like, tell us everything we need to know. And she's like, okay. And does. I've been washing his bloody clothes because I know he's been killing people. I'm like, well, don't they have to arrest her too now? But also he's like, she says like bloody clothes, but like. He's, he goes out and hunts. Right. So like she says until yesterday, she what didn't know that it was like killing people, yeah. but she knows that he's weird. She knows that he goes out and like kills animals and stuff. Yeah. But 
like reads yells at her for like isolating him and she's like I had to like I yeah, didn't know what he, would, what he do would do around if people. he was out in the world yeah um the deputy reports that jo- uh Josh has shaken the cop who is tailing him and that he's out in the woods with a hunting party and they're hunting oh I was like, this has descended into pure chaos. It's just absolute chaos at this point. And Nobody now, knew how to wrap this episode yeah, up. And it just. We're about to watch the longest, slowest, slow jog through the woods, guns in hand, but with no shooting. It is so long. So much jogging. So They're just, yeah, they're just running and like. These are all supposed to be very experienced hunters. Mm-hmm. So their plan is to chase Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Owen through the woods. Yep, that's not how you hunt. No, no <laughs> I've not. not done much hunting, but I'm pretty sure you don't chase the deer on foot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you'd be a lot less successful if you did, <laughs> right? Like they they don't have a better plan than this. Nope, they sure don't. Especially Josh, who knows Owen and knows exactly where he would go to hide. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you would just go wait for him. Nope. position yourself and nope. wait for jog him. Jog behind him. Yep. Everyone's going for a jog. In a pack. In a pack all together. <laughs> I was like, please just let this end. <laughs> it was. I hated it so much. Mm-hmm. And then it's like Owen and then the hunting party and then the Morgan and Prentice? Yeah. And also, Rossi and like, are also so chasing. Like all see each other? Like they seem pretty close together too. Yeah. And just, like, just... But like, did they just... How... They just also entered the woods. You're looking for sense. Where there is, how do they know where to go? It, we're in remote like, Alaska. He's in the woods. Well, let's go to the woods. Like then. there's it's a all path. It's, it's, <laughs> oh my god! They're just jogging along a path. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Hotch asks Owen, mo- Owen's mom, where he would go, and she tells him about a fort that he and Josh built on Lake Lafayette. Um. And the sheriff said that you would need to get a boat upriver to get there. Um. Down at the docks, we see Owen hop onto a boat and then just everybody converges on him at the same mm-hmm. time because yeah. they were all waiting for him there mm-hmm. at the dock. Yep. Or the BAU was waiting for him and everyone else just chased Caught him there slowly, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the standoff, like Josh and Owen have the standoff and they're just yelling at each other. And Owen's like, you left me. I didn't hear from you for eight years. And Josh is like, you killed my mom. And you're like, you probably could have like sent him an email sometime in those eight years. That was kind of a dick move, Josh. Um, But then Reed's like, I understand everyone's upset, but if we could all just put our guns down, that would be really great. Um, And the standoff is so boring. It's so boring. The stakes are suddenly so low. Yeah. He's just surrounded by people with guns. Mm -hmm. Like, what is he going to do? Yeah. You know? And, like, the one guy, like, yells at him and he's like, what are you going to do? Put him in juvie? He'll be out in two years. Yeah. Like, They're like, he will see justice. (laughs) No, he won't. No, he won't. Um, (laughs) But then... He also like, uh, oh, they're like, uh, Josh is like, we have the high ground or whatever. And Rossi appears behind him and he's like, no, we have the high ground. And I'm like, all right, this is just Star Wars now. (laughs) I have the high ground, Anakin. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, uh, or Josh doesn't put his gun down. So Mm. Rossi just shoots him in the arm. And uh, then everything is done and that's it. And then we just all wrap up and pack up. And then (laughs) Morgan and Garcia have a nice little moment where... There's lots of, like, white men standing around clapping each other on the back. Like, job well done. Yeah, just shaking hands. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a moment 
We're all the, the all the men are standing around shaking hands while all the women are packing. Yeah. Did you know yes. that? <laughs> the traditional gender roles. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's a shot of like Owen in a cell. Yeah. Is Josh also in a cell or is no, he just standing outside the cell? No, it looks like he's standing outside the cell? the cell staring at him. So they just like let him back there? Like, I guess it's the post office, so. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I have to deliver this letter. I'm here to and then mail he just a package. Stands angrily outside the cell and stares just at in him. line for a stamp. Yeah. <sighs> um, <laughs> how awkward. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Morgan thanks Garcia for everything she does for the team. And she says that she doesn't want to have to lose her humanity in order to do the job. And Morgan's like, Garcia, it's fine. Look how pretty these mountains are. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually went somewhere with it at first. But I thought, cause he was like, you see how beautiful this is? Everything's going to be fine. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> she just held a man in her arms while he died. <laughs> but then he was like, you always see the good in everything. You see mm-hmm. the beauty in everything and everyone. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. You, you had a point that you were getting to. Let him finish. Um, but he says that he won't let her lose who she is. And they're like, oh, I love you. And they give each other hugs. And then that's the end. That's, that's it. That's and uh, Ralph W. Sockman said, nothing is so strong as gentleness and nothing is so gentle as real strength. But Garcia gets to say the quotes in this episode. Yeah, she doesn't yeah, get to do that nice. very often. It's very nice. Yeah. And it makes sense, the last quote, you know, thinking about her in this episode. Yeah. Um, well, shall we start with statistics? Got sure. another white man. Uh, we are 22 to 6 for season 5, bringing us to 78.6% white men. Overall, 106 to 23, 82.2% white men. Just what it's gonna be. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, we really thought we had something here, but I feel like for the next ten years, yeah. we're just gonna be like, well, still around that eighty-three percent white men overall. So hopefully, you're still listening, even if that's how we grabbed you. Maybe as uh, gender equality gets more important, it'll drop to like eighty. Maybe. <laughs> <sighs> It'll, maybe it'll make its way to, like, the gender pay gap eventually. Yeah. Not in this season, though. No, 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 no. <laughs> because we all know it's coming in. It's, uh-huh. it's not, not a woman. It's, it's not women. Um, how would you rate this profile as far as accuracy, helpfulness, and plausibility on a scale of 1 to 10? I mean, it was pretty accurate and plausible, but it wasn't helpful because they didn't use it. I mm. refuse to believe that no one heard this profile and was like, what about that Porter kid? Right? <laughs> I know, which is what I thought was going to happen. Also, did you notice this is the second teenage boy murderer named Owen that we've had? <gasps> Whoa. The one Somebody that, like, really has it out for an Owen. Yeah. Remember the elephant's memory yeah, one? That yeah, kid's that name was, was Owen, Owen too. too. <laughs> With huh. Jordan's meat jeans. <laughs> <laughs> that episode. That was one of the best. Um... But wow, yeah, one I of just, these writers was like bullied by an Owen <laughs> in high school or something, I bet. I would yeah. be interested to see if it was written by the same person, yeah. those two episodes. <laughs> Fucking Owen. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta dig it to that Owen one more time. Um, yeah, maybe I, I would give this profile like a five because it's a solid profile. They just didn't utilize it. They didn't. Or they didn't like, let them utilize it. I the don't know. Cop, yeah, I like the cops. If ever have. there was a time... Or a place where they could say a profile and somebody in the room be like, oh, I know that person. It would be in this small town. Like, yeah, because you know everyone and you know everyone's business. Yeah. There's no, like they've been called out to that house multiple times because of abuse situations. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense that no one would have thought of him. Yep. 
I don't think we need to do any Hotch watching because there no. was nothing above and beyond. And he's do already you know at what? a nine and a half. So, do you know what bothered me mm-hmm. about that? Because he was like, he yelled at her or yelled at the guy, the dad, mm-hmm. and he, like assures the wife, he's like, he'll never lay a hand on you again. But then they leave. Yeah, Did there's they no follow up. Him? Do they take the dad in? For what? And like, how are you guaranteeing? Right. That this abusive situation go. isn't going to continue. She can't go anywhere. What are you doing? Like, when he said that, I just wanted to be like, how, how yeah, are you making this here? promise? <laughs> Maybe we should take half a point away from him. I, do, I, I wouldn't just because we don't know for sure that yeah. they just left it them. It is pretty suspicious, though. Because, it's like, obviously suspicious. they were like, they'd have to take him in because they were, like, aiding and abetting. Both of them. Yeah. Well, but the dad claim is the one who was like, he had no idea. The mom was the one who was aiding and abetting. Well, the dad was just saying, the dad knew. He oh. was just saying that he didn't because he wanted to protect his son. Mm. So he was like obstructing yeah. more than anything else. They had to have taken him in. But still, there's no way that they're able to make a guarantee like that. But since we don't know for sure, I wouldn't take it. All right, fine. But I'm suspicious. Yeah. Well, the next episode is The Internet is Forever. I This one did not ring it's a bell. I'm sure I'll remember it. It's we've got to get it, through before the finale because we're so close and I'm so excited about the yes. season finale. So we're just going to get through it as quickly as we can. Yeah. Well, wherever you're listening, be sure to leave a five-star review. You can find us on Instagram at the Unsub is a White Man. You can find us on TikTok under the same name. Our merch is on Redbubble. If you get any, make sure you tag us. We'll share you to our stories. They make great Christmas gifts. And I'm always good sales around this time of year. Oh, yeah. Um, our theme music is composed and performed by Nate Youngblood. And the podcast is produced by Nate Youngblood. Thanks, Nate. And until next week, we'll be looking at more pretty than all these